0: You're listening to the ESPN Radio 94.1 podcast page, accelerated by Sports Innovation X. Six is bridging the gap between tech, athletes, and teams. Check them out at sportsinnovationx.com. The
1: 757 is steeped in high school and college sports tradition. It's time to give local sports the spotlight it deserves every single night. It's the 757 at six on ESPN Radio 94.1.
0: 757 at 6, ESPN Radio 94.1. I'm Tim Donnelly, Robbie Vogler, keeping us up and running as always. Uh, there's going to be a lot of eyes from the 757 on a little rivalry game tonight. Hokies, Cavaliers, little, little Virginia Tech, UVA basketball. Tonight, Charlottesville. And not only, not only, not only are there going to be eyes from the 757 on this game, not only. Not only, not only, there are going to be eyes from all over the state, all over the Commonwealth on this game. Not only. Steph Curry's in attendance. Draymond Green's in attendance. This one makes more sense. Ty Jerome's in attendance. ACC Commissioner Jim Phillips is in attendance. This according to a tweet from uh, Richmond Times Dispatch reporter uh, Mike Barber. He covers the, the ACC for... The uh, the Richmond Times Dispatch, and first of all, I looked it up. The Warriors are playing in Boston tomorrow night, so I mean they're close, but only kind of like they're on the East Coast. But but I'm surprised, like Ty Jerome making it. That makes a little bit of sense, right? That's like okay, you're you know you'd go out of your way to make sure you are at a rivalry game for your alma mater where you won a national championship. But the fact that you're like I'm bringing a couple buddies. Two of the most recognizable basketball players slash celebrities on the planet. So, hey, it's a, it's a, it's a cool atmosphere, and and when players like that, when celebrities like that show up to a college game, it does kind of just raise the energy in the place, right? Like the student section is like, I want, I want Draymond to know we can bring it in Charlottesville. I want Steph to you know, go tell other people about how live it was in, in, in this arena and then in Charlottesville and in RTJ and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, so it's going to be cool, but but like it, it actually, the first thing that sparks into my brain is when Steph Curry was at Davidson, I remember LeBron went and watched a game when Steph was playing and it felt like, and I've heard Steph talk about it feels like, Oh my gosh, LeBron's here. and, and the funny part is they're, like, seen as contemporaries now. They're kind of from the same era. Like, LeBron was probably 23, and he was going to watch, like, a 19-year-old play, and it was like, whoa, but it was just they were different parts in, in life.
2: Well, I remember when I was at Liberty, I I was in the same class as Seth Curry. So mm-hmm. I remember when Dell and and Steph came to a game, I think it was just after Steph got drafted, There, you could just feel the energy oh, was yeah. just different. People wanted to go to the game to, to, see, see, yep. to see Steph Curry there. It
0: was, uh, and I've told you this off air. I don't know if I've said it on air. Uh, a girl in, in, in my high school was being recruited for lacrosse, and she took an official visit to Davidson when Steph was at Davidson. And we're talking flip phone, grainy camera. She sent, like, all, like, our, our group of guy friends, she sent us all a picture of Steph Curry in the, the uh, cafeteria. Cause this was when Steph was big at Davidson and he, he was like, you know, sitting with his teammates eating like cafeteria food. And she sniped a picture from across the cafeteria and sent it to us. And I remember like kind of thinking it was cool. I remember thinking like, Oh, she's a hundred percent committing to Davidson. She saw Steph Curry. So that feeling times a hundred because Steph Curry has done nothing but get bigger and bigger and bigger in the, the basketball world, especially. I mean, Four NBA championships, a couple MVPs has to mean something. Is that the Virginia Tech UVA game tonight? As if that game needed more reasons to be super intense. And it's actually going to be one of the like, you know, you hear it about rivalries all the time, right? When when these two teams get together, you throw the records out the window. Well, you might have to, okay? Because going into this one, uh, Virginia Tech's eleven and six. UVA is thirteen and three. Which you might say like that's not a huge difference, but in conference, Virginia Tech is one and five, and UVA is five and two. UVA is the tenth team in the country. Virginia Tech is unranked. So and and it's in Charlottesville, right? So Virginia Tech is already going into a, I mean a a, a raucous environment. But a rivalry away game, I guess would be the way to say it. Then you mix in that Ty Jerome has brought these two just essential like energy lifters for the crowd. That place is gonna be that place is gonna be rocking. And and I mean, I'm not I'm not being mean here. I'm being real. UVA's basketball style doesn't always elicit high energy. So this is gonna be a nice little treat for them. Sometimes I feel like the UVA like the, they'll have a crowd that's packed and it's like here we go let's 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 go and then they win 54 to 46 and it's like oh, I was waiting to cheer. We just had to do something. I was waiting to cheer. It's like a, a a designed anticlimax. That's what Have you ever seen the movie um oh man. I don't know. It's got Johnny Depp in it. That's all I remember. It was not a particularly good uh rum diaries. It was called Rum Diaries. I have not. It was not a good movie. I do not recommend it. But uh afterwards, like I watched this whole movie and I was like, that that was the what was the point? Right? There was no like not even like a ta. There was no point. So I looked it up and uh one of the reviews said, like you know, one of those artsy reviews said it was a designed anti-climax, which is to me means nothing happens in the movie. Like sometimes I feel like that is uVA basketball, right? It's a designed anticlimax. You walk away going like, man, nothing happened in that game, and uVA is like exactly, but we won by twelve. It's like yeah, but nothing happened, no, something happened, it just it was a designed anticlimax, intentionally nothing so when you have the team that intentionally does nothing, and I'm not saying nothing literally, right like Beekman's a shooter and Armand Franklin's. They have players, don't get me wrong. But when you have a team that normally plays a subdued style and they're gonna be in a, a building that is just the top is gonna be ready to be torn off. Virginia Tech's got a tough, tough road to hoe in this one. And and I think they're gonna have to and and by the way, this is the other thing that's crazy about UVA. Keyhead Clark is still playing. Keyhead Clark has been there forever right? You'll, you'll remember like his freshman year when they won the national championship, uh, he was throwing passes to guys that have like already flamed out of the NBA. They were like, he's, he was, I think he was throwing passes to, uh, Ralph Sampson. Like he had been around a while and, and he's still there. So he's going to help that team get through a, a raucous, even home environment. Cause sometimes that can be distracting. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of guys on the team that are like, I want to play well when Draymond and Steph are in the stands. Uh, he'll he'll calm the waters get them playing well um virginia tech has to shoot the three Uh, under mike young their 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 coach who's been there for a little bit now not a long time um i mean the three has to be something that that offense gets a ton of and the problem is uva is coming into the game shooting the three better than them and traditionally you shoot the three better at home than on the road so again a lot stacked against the hokies but when a rivalry happens you throw all the records out out the window right at least that's what you tell yourself when you're the team that's one in 5 in the ACC going up against the 10th team in the country on their home court tony and i, I just want to shout out tony betty he's a really good coach i make fun of his style of play quite often but it works so it's I was going to say it's out of love. It's not out of love. I still wish they played a more entertaining brand of basketball, but as a competitor, I have to respect the fact that what they put on the court works. This is the 757 at six. Don't forget to follow us on social media. Follow us on Twitter at ESPN radio, nine, four, one at Donnelly sports. That is D O N N E L L Y S P O R T S. When we come back, We're going to stick in college basketball, but we're going to go to ODU. They have a big game tomorrow. What do the men of the Monarchs have to do? Stick around.
1: Highlighting local high school athletes and coaches, it's the number one local sports radio station in the 757. This is ESPN Radio 94.1, and this is the 757 at 6.
0: 757 at 6 ESPN Radio 94.1 I'm Tim Donnelly Robbie Vogler here as well keeping us up and running ODU men's basketball two and four to start their uh conference play obviously you'd like to be a little bit better but it's not quite time to 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 go full panic mode yet yet okay I mean at some point you have to but we're not there yet okay so, what you have to start doing, and and I talk about this with football teams a lot, but basketball teams probably fit it better. Is you have to start setting mini goals, right? You're not gonna. It, it's it's kind of foolish, right? When um, you hear a team, <laughs> uh, we'll we'll go football just for the analogy. When you hear a team that won like three games the the year before, they start zero two, and they're talking about how their their goal is still the Super Bowl. It's like. You know what? I, I love that your goal is the Super Bowl, but there's going to be a lot of things along the way that you're going to have to get to first. So why don't why don't you focus on that? Right. Journey of a thousand miles starts with a single step. Like, why don't you set a mini goal? So I, I call them I call them mini goals. And it's, you know, get to 500 is a lot of times a mini goal. Right. It was uh, win. Uh, start protecting home court a bit better could be a mini goal. Uh, shoot a certain percentage could be a mini goal. Little things that if you do them, they're, they're not finish line goals, right? They're like checkpoints, all right? Uh, finish line goals are like winning the Super Bowl because once you do it, you, you celebrate, right? You chill. You're, you don't work as hard the next couple of weeks. But a mini goal, once you get, all right, boom, turn your eyes to the next one. And it just gives you a sense of accomplishment along the way. Right there's a uh viral video that it used to get sent to me all the time. It doesn't much anymore. So maybe it means people don't think I need to be motivated anymore. Uh but it was a, like a five-star general giving a um uh what's like a graduation speech, a commencement speech, giving a commencement speech and he talks about the importance of making your bed. Because it, you can it's something that you can do great. You can do fantastic. Every day, as soon as you wake up, and start your day by accomplishing something awesome. It's a good speech. I still, I that if my comforter's pulled up, good for me, right? But but it it is that's kind of my my thought process with the mini goal, right? If you say you like if ODU was to say our goal is to win a national championship, ODU men's basketball, we're trying to win a national championship this year. I'm going, well, you're not going to have many, many confidence boosts, right? Only one team gets to win a national championship every year, and, and teams that are 2-4 and four in the Sun Belt likely don't make that run very often. But if you said, I want to get to 500 in the Sun Belt. If you said, I want to win our next two home games. We have a home stand. I want to win them both, right? If, if you said, I want to make it to the conference tournament with, with momentum, Well then, guess what? You're going to have to do those things to go in the national championship. So it's not like you're ignoring that goal. It's just you're setting little things along the way. So I look at this team, and I look at Georgia State tomorrow as a huge opportunity to get started on some mini goals. The last time you played at home was against Coastal Carolina. Heartbreaking loss, right? So mini goal is get that taste out of your mouth. Play a home game, play well, win, doesn't have to be fancy, right? You don't have to do anything spectacular. I'm looking at the ESPN preview page right now. Georgia State is is a team on the basketball court that you should be pretty confident you're going to beat. They have yet to win a game in conference play, or sorry, they've yet to win a game on the road. I should say. Uh, I, I can bring up their schedule, see what they are in in conference play. They're tenth in the Sun Belt, in conference two and four. Okay. They did just beat Coastal pretty handily, so maybe you, you have your, your hands uh, tied a little bit. But I'm looking at the matchup predictor here on ESPN, and, and they have ODU as the 75.6% chance to win. These are the games that you can check off a bunch of mini goals. right? There are certain games where it's, it's hey, grab onto that monster, hold on, and try to do the best you can. There are other games where it's like, all right, let's win and. right. We, we, we were talking about it. Let's win and shoot well with an appropriate volume from three. Their last two games, they've made five threes in each game. In one game, they had 27 attempts. In the other game, they had 10 attempts. They made five in both. I want the the efficiency of the the second game with the volume of the first game. Shoot a better percentage with a higher volume from three. I think that's a mini goal that you could accomplish. Uh, Show edge, show toughness. Fight back. Don't get pushed around. Dominate the offensive boards. Finish your, your, your gimmies and your bunnies and your layups. Right? This is a game when you're up against someone that's not a juggernaut, right? And, and that's the nice way to put it. When you're up against a team that has some similar struggles, you go ahead and, and you not only win, you win and. Win and. What else do you want to see? Right? Win and. And then once that happens, you can't stop there, right? The the mini goals are you pass and you immediately look to the next one. The next one would be App State, right? Which is the the following game, but it's another home game. College basketball, college sports in general. We just talked about it with UVA and, and Virginia Tech. Your home court has to matter, right? Your home court has to matter. So the fact that your last home game was a was a a tough to swallow loss, you better bounce back and and you know do the whole. I don't know if you need the the wannabe Ray Lewis, but get on a bus, put on your Under Armour. And we must protect this house. Do what you got to do. Right? There's a there's a lot of things when you're at you know two and four in the conference that you want to do better. And trust me, I we talked with Coach Jones before uh, that Coastal Carolina game. He had things that, like, he had things he wanted his team to do better. There's going to be a list. Start checking them off, right? And, and you're not going to fix it all in one swoop, just like you shouldn't have the, the crazy lofty goals. Have those goals, but also have the mini goals that are a little bit more attainable. Want to fix everything, but also, what should you fix first? Right? I often ask, what's number one on your to-do list? I think that's a great question to ask teams. In the offseason, I think it's a great great thing to ask teams early in the season. What is the number one thing on your to-do list? That's not to say it's the only thing, right? That's not to say that there's not seven different things you want to fix. Well, we got to get better down low. We need to shoot better. Uh, I want us to still get up more in transition. We need to be better at the free throw line. We need to get to the free throw line more. We need to defend uh, with better communication. It's like, okay. We got a lot of things. What's number one on your priority list? number 1 and and for this odu team i think it's probably toughness right i think it's probably toughness college basketball is legendary for um guessing or hyperbolizing not hyperbolizing hypothesizing i got got my wrong h thizing on there hypothesizing when a coach gets a technical that he did it for a reason right I can't tell you, my, my my dad's a big Duke basketball fan. Uh, they lived in Raleigh for a while. We'd watch Duke growing up, and you'd see Shashevsky throw his jacket, run out onto the court, get in the face of the ref, and, and the ref would tee him up, and, and sure enough, there'd be Dick Vital going, I think he did it on purpose. I think he did it just to get the diaper dandies all riled up. And certain times, he... he there would be a player that wouldn't get the technical but there'd be a player that would get them riled up or you know good teams have guys that are kind of keeping the temperature uh, I think someone on ODU maybe this is this is one of those mini goals like I'd almost pull a senior off to the side and say like hey listen this next timeout I'm going to call the timeout I'm not going to get in the huddle I want you to get in their face just to see what happens right uh, it, it's now a thing you know the toughness thing that we we've talked about a few times it is a thing because it's it's coming from multiple angles we talked to jeff jones he said edge we talked to ted alexander he said uh burn the saddle toughness i watched the game and i was thinking the same thing so we have we like it, if everyone's seeing it it's not fake right it's a real deal so now you just got to start okay how are we going to fix it if that's number 1 on the checklist how are we going to fix it And I, and again, as a coach, I would start doing those types of things. And I've seen Popovich do it where, where he'll say like, Hey, this would be back when Tim Duncan and he was mic'd up. Hey, Timmy, you got the huddle or Hey, Tony, you got the huddle, right? When he wanted Tony Parker to be more of a a leader, he would pass him the, the white, the, you know, the little dry erase board that every coach has with the, the court already on it. He'd pass it to Tony. Say, you're running this one. I would do that, only it's the opposite version of the X's and O's. I would go, like, listen, I want to yell at the players, but I can't be the toughness for the team. So, this next time out, I want you to get in their face. And it would have to be a senior that's well respected, right? You got to pick the right person, maybe not a senior, an upperclassman that's well respected. You have to pick the right person that everybody likes, that everybody won't, it won't start like a, a mutiny. You know what I mean? I won't start everybody going, no, you can't yell at me. It's got to be the right person. But uh, against Georgia State, you can do some experimenting. If you have like a 10-point lead, I would start experimenting. And and if it ruins everything and you lose that game, bummer. But you're going to have to fix some of these problems or else your season is going to be a long one. And the fact that it's at home, the fact that it's against a team you should have some success against, there's a few reasons why, you know, I – I think those mini-goals should be attacked. Chased down, right? Chased down. We just got an interesting text. If I take a break here, do you guys hear country music? I'm just going to pause. Did you hear country music? If you did, text in 757-687-9494. Just, you know... Anytime there's a little technical something or another, it's always best for us to have the most possible information when we pass it along to the people that are much smarter at technical aspects of this than we are. Uh, but we had, a, we had a texter that said there was country music playing in the background when I stopped talking. So I, I just want to do an experiment. I'm going to stop talking for like three or four seconds. If you heard country music during that gap, send us in a text, 757 687 9494. When we come back, we're going to track the 757. A local athlete makes their return, expectedly, tonight.
1: The only place that gives you 757 high school and college sports talk on a nightly basis. It's the 757 at 6 on ESPN Radio 94.1. 757
0: at 6 ESPN Radio 94.1. Thank you to everybody that texted in. You know what? Actually, by the way, this is joke outrage right now. I'm not actually mad. Uh, I'm, I'm actually very appreciative, but all, all the listeners out there, you friends of the show for weeks, when I stopped talking, country music starts playing and we just hear about it now. I, I love that you just put up with it. I love that everybody was just like, oh no, I'm listening. And, and you know. When when he takes a breath, there's gonna be some country music and that's just kind of how we get down. but uh but when something's like that is going on, text us. We don't know, right they, when when you're in the room, we hear what we say so we, we we don't I don't know why I went full uh Christopher Walken there. We hear what we say. I need more cowbell. uh that's okay. We hear like our uh, like through our own headphones what's going into the microphones. We don't necessarily always hear the air feed. So from now on, if there's something ridiculous going on, if I stop talking and you hear country music, or if every once in a while there's there's like a dog barking or something or a, a car alarm coming through your radio, let us know. We that was intent that was Robbie doing the dog barking. So you don't have to text in on that, but but let us know. We want to make sure it's the best listening experience for you and and. Maybe that the only solution is I just have to talk nonstop. So so I'm I unfortunately I have to breathe occasionally. Maybe that <laughs> Do you think the country music is going under while I'm talking and you just can't hear it because I'm I'm over it or does it go away? See, I don't we don't know. We're going to pass all the information along to the the engineers. But thank you to everybody that texted in and when I asked and said when I stopped talking do you hear country music? Uh many of you did respond and uh you all hear it. <laughs> <laughs> no nobody texted in like no i don't hear it everybody was like yeah when you stop talking we get tim mcgraw it's not it's not that bad uh it's a it's a feels like a friday but it is a wednesday uh but it is a wednesday involving country music when <laughs> when i stop talking
2: apparently it's been a tuesday with country music a monday with, with country, country music, music yeah. another friday it is our
0: sister station the eagle i think we determined that that's correct <laughs> So, uh, I mean, at least you're getting good country music during during our our breaks here. Uh, for those of you just tuning in, apparently there's something there's some wires crossed that w- w- we'll get fixed, and and we have people behind the scenes that are uh, good at getting all that done. But uh, apparently, when we stop talking, there's a little bleed through of of some country music, so we're just having some fun with that. Also tonight, having some fun. Speaking of, Dorian Finney Smith is back. Dorian Finney-Smith, local guy, 757 native, uh, Virginia Tech for a hot second, then Florida, and then now he's making a whole bunch of money with the Dallas Mavericks, um, but he's expected to be back in the starting lineup tonight versus the Hawks. Uh, he missed 14 games with a strained adductor, which is one of those things that, like, if you say, everyone's going to believe you because nobody knows what that means, a strained adductor. Uh, 14 games though is a significant amount of time. He is jumping onto a Dallas team that is needs a boost, which is kind of ironic because I was a little nervous. All right. Uh, Dorian Finney Smith, like I said, we he missed 14 games and as soon as he missed a game, right? As soon as he started missing games, I should say they went on a seven game win streak. So they lost two games. Dorian Finney Smith got hurt seven game win streak. And I was like, Oh, I don't know. If his seat's going to be kept warm, right? I don't, I don't know if if they're going to put him back into his same place in the rotation because things are going so well since he's been out. Well, they've lost five of their next seven, so they're they've they've they're on a two-game losing streak. They've won two games out of their last seven, and and they are looking for a boost now. And I think what happened is, and it, it's funny because. Dorian Finney-Smith is very rarely the leader in points, rebounds, or assists for the Mavericks. We've talked about his role. He's a glue guy. He's a defense and rebounding. He's a screen setter. He's a dirty work guy, and he gets paid handsomely for it, like $12 million a year, $13, 14 million, $14 a year, something like that. So they, they see his value, but it doesn't always show up in the stat sheet. Um, but it is interesting. I looked at their seven-game win streak. In their seven-game win streak, so seven times three points, rebounds, and assists, that's 21 opportunities to lead the team in points, rebounds, or assists. Uh, 19 of them were Luka Doncic. Twice, Christian Wood led the team in rebounds. Other than that, every game for that seven-game win streak, it was Luka leading them in assists, Luka leading them in rebounds, Luka leading them in points. And then you get to to the, the – the the not losing streak, but when they went two of their next seven – there's Wood leading him in rebounds, Dinwiddie leading him in assists, Wood leading him in points. Wood, Dinwiddie, 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 Wood, Dinwiddie. So there's there they are mixing it up more. So it, it's almost like when when Dorian Finney Finney Smith left, Luca was like I got to do everything, and and as soon as he probably got a little tired, probably was a little overworked, the rest of the team wasn't there, and it's and it's like, I see what's going on here. Right? The stuff that doesn't show up on the stat sheet that Dorian Finney Smith takes off of Lucas plate and takes off of Dinwiddie's plate and takes off of Christian Wood's plate and takes off of everyone else on that team's plate frees them up from an energy standpoint to do all the things that, you know, go on the back of trading cards. So him coming back, I do think will be a boost. And, and it helps that four game homestand. Atlanta, Miami, the Clippers, and Washington. So it's not exactly murderer's row. I think there's there's an opportunity here for Dorian Finney-Smith, Portsmouth native, to to step into and give a team give the team a spark, right? So step into a role and give the team a spark immediately. It is also an ESPN game if you're interested in watching. Um, but but you know we Dorian Finney-Smith DFS whatever you want to call him is a really interesting player to follow. And I'm not sure I would follow him as closely if we didn't have this show where we do this little tracking the 757 thing where we follow the athletes that are at the highest level and and obviously grew up in, in Hampton Roads. But once you start following, you do start to see patterns. You start to see things like the team gets exhausted when he's not there and he plays huge minutes. It's going like, how do you play that many minutes and walk away with, five points, three rebounds, and two assists, and four fouls. Like, how, how do you do that? And then you start watching, and you're like, well, he's got a positive plus minus, so the team is better when he's out there. I, I genuinely think he is just like the the basketball version of the friend who's always down to help you move a couch, right? It's like, you ever try to describe that friend to somebody? It's almost impossible. It's like, well, uh, uh, no, we're just, we're just good friends, right? You got your buddy you play golf with. That's easy to describe. Oh yeah. We play golf all the time. It's a good, 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 buddy. You got a buddy you went to college with. Oh yeah. That's my college roommate. Yeah. Easy to describe. Then you have your other buddy who's just like a really good friend. He's just there to help you move the couch. Yeah. I don't know. We're just, we just always been tight. It's like, it's a hard one to describe. That's Dorian Finney Smith. Dinwiddie. Yeah. He helps bring the ball down. He runs the offense. He's an assist guy. Christian Wood, dynamic big guy, right rebounds. He can actually score pretty well. Got a nice little touch. Luca, he's the MVP. He does it all. Dorian Finney-Smith, yeah, I don't know. He's just he's when he's out there, we're better. I don't. It's it's a we're tight. We've just always been close. He's a good guy. So we'll see how he plays in his return. This is the 757 at 6 here on ESPN Radio 94.1. Robbie's going to close out the show with Robbie's Roundout up next. Uh, Again, thank you to everybody that pointed out our our sound issues. We'll get them fixed up for you and and keep giving you the best show we possibly can. So uh, enjoy your evening and enjoy Robbie's Roundout coming up next.
1: The clock is running out on the 757 at 6. That means it's time for Robbie's Roundout. Here is Robbie Vogler on ESPN Radio 94.1. That's
2: right, it is the 757 at 6. Robbie's round out to round out this edition. It's like a sports talk slash country music edition of the 757 at 6. I feel like we should thank all of you, the listeners, for texting in to let us know. But at the same time, we should be apologizing that it even happened in the first place. But we are working on it. Our, our, our IT people, our IT fellas behind the the scenes are working to, to get it all resolved so that every time that Tim and I don't talk and it's just silence that, you know, you're not hearing country music because I know a lot of people don't like country music and there's nothing wrong with that. In a previous life, I was on the Eagle, so I, I, I don't mind it, but I understand that, you, know, you a lot of you out there come to sports talk radio to, to hear people talk about sports and not to listen to country music yesterday. I mentioned something and I want to dive into it a little bit more since we didn't have a whole lot of time, you know, but just with timing wise yesterday, I want to talk about the upgrades to the ODU baseball stadium. We had Wood Sealig on the Tim Donnelly show earlier today, which you actually will hear that entire conversation tomorrow to kick off the 757 at six. But I, I want to talk about what is to come for the ODU baseball stadium and what I believe and, and what I'm excited for as a fan. One of my favorite things to do during the, the late winter, the the springtime is on the weekends I love to go to baseball games, whether it's the Norfolk tides, whether it's the ODU Monarchs, whether it's Norfolk state, Hampton, Virginia, it does not matter which team is playing. I love to go out and I love to watch baseball in person. It's one of my favorite sports to watch in person. And I think when you talk about upgrading facilities, I think ODU baseball's program and ODU baseball stadium has needed a lot of upgrades Probably, I'd say more than a lot of other sports in the area. And it's exciting to me because they just replaced the lights at the Bud, the Bud Matheny baseball complex. These are high-quality LED lights. If you've ever been to the Tide Stadium, if you've ever been to an ODU football game, it's the same lights that they have there. The atmosphere is going to be brightened a lot more because they have these lights. And you may be thinking, Robbie, what are you talking about? They're just lights. Well, they're not that big of a deal. Lights are a big deal. It's funny because we had wood ceiling on the – on the, on one of the shows, probably the Tim Donnelly show for our weekly conversation during the baseball season last year. And I remember him telling me and telling Tim that Matt Kootney, who was one of the, the stars of the ODU baseball program last season, he, he said that half the season he was only wearing one contact. And it was funny because you could, you could tell the entire baseball season it was kind of split up into two halves for Matt Kutney. The first half wasn't that great. The second half was fantastic. And he played the second half with two contact lenses in his eye. I don't know if there's any truth to this story, but I do believe that there is something to the way that you see the baseball, the way it comes across and having a, a high-powered light system, lights in your your ballpark, makes a big difference. You're not going to have any dimly lit games. You're going to be able to to fire things up. If something goes wrong, you're going to be able to fire it up a lot quicker than you were before. And it's exciting because it's that first step to the rest of the upgrades, which I, I believe that Old Dominion Baseball deserves those upgrades very much so. Dr. Wood Seelig, I don't want to give it all away, but there's an auction coming up this weekend, which you'll hear a little bit more about tomorrow on the seven five seven to six. When you hear that full conversation with Dr. Wood Seelig, but what I want to to challenge all of you: go out to to experience a baseball game this year. ODU's baseball team is very good. They're, they're, I would say, one of the top teams in the country every single year. What Coach Finwood has done with that program has been nothing short of incredible. From Conference USA, from back when they were in the CAA, they have been relevant. And I expect nothing less when the season starts up in a month going into their first year back in the Sunbelt Conference. I I believe that they should be one of the top teams in the country and one of the top teams in the conference once again. Yes, Marshall's right there. Louisiana Tech is right there. Southern Miss, one of the top teams in the country, is going to be right there. But I do believe that upgrading the facilities, upgrading everything in order to make sure that it is a big, big deal is a big, big deal. And I don't know if anybody's ever been to a, an ODU baseball game, but if you have, you know the facilities—they're kind of ragged, they're kind of—you know—they're old. To just put it bluntly, and I can't wait to see what they have in store. I've seen the—I've seen the mock-ups, I've seen the everything that they are ex- aspiring to do for that baseball program, and it couldn't—it can't come fast enough. I truly do believe that this is a a program that deserves to to have the the biggest and best facilities in the country because I do believe they are one of the biggest and best programs in the country and I want to be able to to tell fans to tell listeners, "Hey, we are going to get to to host a, a Sunbelt Conference tournament here in Norfolk. We're going to get to host a NCAA Super Regional here in Norfolk. That's what I want to tell people. I want to take pride in the facilities at Old Dominion, and I can't wait to see what they do this year and kind of how things go for the next, you know, the coming years as those upgrades get closer and closer. That's going to wrap things up for the 757 at 6. Again, thank you to everybody who texted in on the Pitbull Tobacco and More text line, who called in during the Tim Donnelly show, and so much more. If you want to reach out to us at any point, any time, pitbull tobacco One more text line is always there 757-687-9494 you can also tweet at us at 90 espn radio 941 and of course at robbie vogler r-o-b-b-i-e-v-o-g-l-e-r that is the twitter where you can find me as well that's going to wrap things up once again we're back tomorrow a shortened version of the 757 at six because odu basketball is back at home. Men's basketball takes over the airwaves at 6.30. But until then, we will talk to you tomorrow at 3 o'clock for the Tim Donnelly Show. For Tim Donnelly, I'm Robbie Vogler saying so long. Have a great night. Later.